Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. As you know, I'm always looking for photographers who are working on interesting or unusual projects. Today, my guest is Dutch photographer Martin Rotz, and he recently completed an exercise in limitations on the streets of Amsterdam. Um, and I won't say any more because I want him to tell you about the project. Uh, but I, I'm really excited to share his experience with you. Hi, Martin. Hi, Valerie. How, How are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. You too? Good. So <laughs> welcome. And before we start talking about your, your recent project, please tell us a little bit about, a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, I'm uh, Martin Rotz. I am a Dutch artist working with photography. I uh, graduated from art school in Amsterdam five years ago and uh, have since gone through uh, a couple of different approaches to, uh, to photography. Um, I've worked a lot with the found footage. I've been filming out on the street quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And r lately I've been doing a lot of photography, really focusing on finding interesting uh, situations and moments on the street and capturing those with my camera with still images. So before that, I uh, used to film a lot on the streets with a similar approach, actually. But that's uh, not so much my interest anymore at the moment, and I'm really focusing on photography. Still. Okay, great. So oh. that's, yeah, that's unusual. I, I hear more of, you know, the opposite photographers that go into video than the opposite. So, uh, so was your training more on in video? Well, it was uh, an audiovisual department where I studied. Oh, okay. It's quite open. So technically, um, th th it wasn't a lot of technical classes, but more focusing on the on the on the concepts and the um, the ideas behind what you were working on. Sure. And um, but of course, when you're filming, you're doing a lot of things the same when, what you're doing when you're uh, taking pictures on the streets, mm -hmm. and that's uh, looking for a right frame, looking for interesting moments. And uh, I think I evolved uh, towards more still images because uh, I think in a way they can be much more open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Yes, true. That's true. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm never delved into um, video myself. It's not something I'm really planning on, on doing because it opens <laughs> a whole new, uh, whole new world and lots of work <laughs> I don't have time for. But uh, I always wondered, do photographers make better videographers or do videographers, videographers make better photographers? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to say, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm sure everybody will have a different opinion too. Okay, I read an article that you wrote recently for Eric Kim's blog, and you say, I'm strongly convinced that creating restrictions lead to more freedom and development when it comes to creativity. I understand that completely, and I really believe in that, but it may be counterintuitive to others. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And then, and then how did you apply that in this project that you just completed? Yeah, um, indeed, it may sound very uh, counterintuitive, uh, but I think by setting a couple of rules and, and sticking to them for a project, uh, maybe you could even extend it to a lifetime of photography, but in this case, I did it for just a project. 
and I uh, restricted myself in the in terms of area that I was working in, uh, the amount of time that I had to work on it, and um, uh, the end result. The end okay. result was a small exhibition, actually. So, so that that's putting public. a lot of pressure on yourself. So so tell us, you had one week. Yeah, and... I had one week. Okay. Indeed. I also had one camera and one lens. Okay. I had a 1,000 meter radius, radius. area okay. around um, a workspace that I had for the duration of the project, which was in a, an, a gallery space in Amsterdam mm-hmm. uh, called Click Editions. So I had one kilometer ra- around that uh, space to work in for seven days. And each day I had to pick one image that was going to be the picture of the day and was going to be printed on quite large format and in the end would be presented in the exhibition space. Okay, so how how did you choose the subject? Because it's more urban abstract, and and we'll post the seven images in the in the show notes so people can can mm-hmm. look at it. Um, so it, it's not all about people; it's more about urban abstract photography. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. It's uh, what I've been thinking of. It's 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 urban landscape with a with an abstract. Uh, 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 intention from mm-hmm. my side. I, I really like to play with uh, uh, reflections and transparency in, in things that I find around myself. And uh, I try to use these uh, these elements to create an image that is uh, not a straightforward uh, capture of a situation. So I, it's, I find it very interesting to blend multiple uh, dimensions in one image and then people in the image yeah sometimes interesting things happen and mm-hmm. a person becomes something else than it is at just that moment happening but it's not my intent it's, uh, I think sometimes they're more like um, entourage in the, in mm-hmm. the image to say so they they um, uh, they are the elements that you always have in an urban environment but yes. they are not the ones that are the subject of the image. No. Yes, I, yeah, I understand. And and those images are interesting in the way that you want to you want to spend some time on them. You want to just really explore because there's you, you're looking you're looking for special you're looking for elements and they're they're very very unique. I must say, I uh, it's not something that. I I've seen a lot of, and uh, they made me think, and I think that's that's the, in, that's the intention. Yeah, that's great. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think so. it's very important for photographers not to try to answer questions, but to raise questions, mm-hmm. and not so much questions that you maybe can formulate as a, this is the question that you're asking, but to make people wonder about what you're looking at, and also maybe wonder about the reality when they're in it and, and look at things in a different way and, and maybe see more beauty around them than they did before. That's yeah. what I hope, at least. Yeah. Now, how did you get the idea for this project? Because, I mean, people start projects all the time. Some are year-long projects, several years long. Some mm-hmm. are shorter. Yours is extremely short. It's seven days um, yeah. with some limitations as to the geographical area since you had a, a kilometer radius. And um, limitation in the gear. So you went out with one camera, one lens. Can we, uh, what camera, what lens? Everybody will want to know now. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, Canon AS6D. Okay. uh, With a 24-105 millimeter 
zoom lens. Okay, so not so much restriction in the focal length. You you no, went out with a zoom no. lens. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, so you went out every day for how long? Um, as long as I wanted, needed, okay. uh, could take. <laughs> Uh, but of course, it was not just about taking pictures that day, but also about making a selection. Yeah. So I also had to keep that in mind and take the time to go back to the space where I was working from. Uh, I actually made some small prints of the images that I took today so I could look at them, make notes on them, uh, put them uh, next to each other in different orders also to see what that would do. And then, yeah, then I also had to make a selection that day of which image was going to be taken. So I, in terms of taking pictures, usually it was around seven, maybe eight hours a day, I think. And then I tried to start in the morning mm -hmm. as early as possible, but it was different each day. Um, and the last day I had to finish really early because that day was also going to be the opening of the exhibition and we wow. still had to get a print in and uh, hang everything the way we wanted it and make sure everything was ready for the public to come in yeah so I, yeah i had about seven eight hours a day okay which is manageable i think walking around in a 1000 uh, meter uh, radius area although you can walk quite a few kilometers <laughs> i was going to say yeah did, did you track the how many miles you yeah. did or how many kilometers you did every day well i did have a tracker on me so people could see where i was at that moment so when i wasn't in the in the gallery space people were allowed to come in during the week when i was working I actually wanted that. I, I think it's really nice to talk to people about what you're doing and to have a conversation instead of just a, a, a final exhibition and it, the work's there and that's that. So uh, people would come in sometimes, but of course I wasn't there all the time because I was out on the streets. And then I had a screen in the in the space that showed well, a little dot on the map. Where you were. Where I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, you could indeed i could have also measured the amount of kilometers that i walked that day but somehow i didn't get that working but i if i have to make an estimate i think it's around 15 to 20 kilometers uh, yeah i can see that yeah yeah and it's well in eight hours that's not so much but then you walk really slowly well, you're a you... photographer yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. which you... is really tiring actually walking that slowly so it, yeah know. i know it can be i'm a fast walker normally but uh -huh. when I'm hunting, you know, in the streets, then I, my pace changes dramatically, which is, but it is more tiring, you know, not to walk at your normal pace. You're right. Yeah, um, and that's not the only uh, effort you're putting in. I mean, you're looking around all exactly. the time. Exactly. Yeah, it's full attention. You're on uh, scanning mode <laughs> oh, yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah, it is. People <laughs> don't realize that. It's not just the physical fact of walking the distance. It's have you know the the full attention you need to give to your surroundings for sure yeah definitely. yeah absolutely so so what were the triggers what grabbed your attention during the day yeah i i have uh, an affinity for uh, reflections mm -hmm. like i said before i think so that's something i i naturally keep looking for so that's i'm looking instead of looking into the street i'm looking onto the wall, actually, for all the windows and looking up and down and, and scanning for interesting things in the window, so behind the glass, but also on the windows, maybe drops or dried out rain or um, dust, or these kind of things, sometimes stickers or plastic covered on it. And then to see what, what's happening within that reflection and, and see if it could do something interesting with it because the light has to be right and the colors have to be interesting and maybe 
the scene that's happening uh, can add something. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm I'm really walking around looking in in glass in windows quite a lot. Of course, I always also look around me because sometimes. There's, I came in areas, it sounds quite like a small area, but it's actually, there's a lot of diversity in, the, in that small area. So some areas, there wasn't that much glass or houses or, or um, like I would walk in parks and then you start looking for different things and mm-hmm. uh, I look for layering. So, But I think that's also part of the using reflections. You automatically look for layering as well. For so sure. that's what I uh, look for most of the time. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, what part of Amsterdam is that? It's um, mainly it's called the pipe, and the pipe is a bit more eastbound of the center. I would say mm-hmm. there's a small part of the south uh, of the center as well, and it it covers quite a, a few different, completely different kinds of areas. There's a more um, let's say richer areas, and there's uh, less rich areas. Where okay. there's a big market located in the middle of the area where I was working, so that's also interesting. Although there's hardly any images of those uh, showing up in my feed when mm-hmm. I look back, and that I found fi- quite funny that uh, a market can be a very interesting place to see a lot of things happening and, and take a lot of pictures of interesting people and, and situations, but I hardly did. Any. But you have a more minimalist approach, for sure. So, um, I guess so, yeah. Busy places are probably not your your thing. I, I can completely relate because uh, I don't... I don't, uh, how do you say that, thrive in uh, in crowds. I, I like a more minimalist, I have a more minimalist vision. So. Yeah, I think it's the same here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can tell that from looking at the pictures, it looks like you're in a very, very desolate area, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in the middle of Amsterdam. It's, I think yeah. if you, but that's, that was also part of the the idea that it could yeah. be because that's why i kept it really open for people to come in and look at it and have a talk with them because i think it can be quite interesting how someone else sees the area yeah. that you've been living in for maybe 40 years already and i take pictures and they're like where is this yeah. <laughs> what what am i looking at here i think that's interesting because that shows that different people have very different ways of looking at the same thing and uh, so, yeah, I think that's one of the wonders of photography. For, for sure, for sure. And so I want to know now, you, so you, you walk for six, seven hours, then you go straight to the studio, upload yeah. your pictures. How, how was the workflow from there? Yeah, that's, that's what I did. Indeed, I uh, would come into the, the place where I was working, uh, put my card in the computer, download all the images, and then make a first selection. I'd really quickly make a first selection, so just uh, flagging the, the How images. How many that- images would you have on any given day, approximately? Yeah, I, I was just looking through it again, and um, which was also interesting because I found out there were a few pictures that I discarded in the beginning that I would like to have a second look at now. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's what you have when you have to yeah. react at the day. But uh, most of the days it was around 140 images. Okay. So you uh, were not you were not machine gunning it. You were really no, taking no. your time. Yeah, that's something I really try to do to and that's also because I don't rely so much on the decisive moment as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um I rely more on composition and the way the light uh, works with the situation and those kinds of influences. So I can take more time and I don't have to indeed keep the shutter button down and just uh, yeah. 
yeah, have like 20 frames at the same situation. Sometimes I do have like five different situations, but then it's because I've been playing around with the aperture or the focal length a little bit mm -hmm. and see what, what that would do. But most of the time uh, I had maybe two images of the same situation. And of course it happened that I would go back to the same place the next day or a few days later and thought maybe this is a better moment to mm -hmm. see what's happening there. So most of the time around 140 images, then I made a really quick selection which would cut it down to about a quarter, I think. Yeah. And from those, I tried to select around five each day, but sometimes there were eight, sometimes four. And then came the moment that I had to pick that one image because we had a, a very friendly uh, printing, uh, uh, what do you call it, a company that prints uh, fine art images. Yeah. Uh, they sponsored the project, so uh, they... Um, they would deliver uh, the picture of the day the next day immediately on nice. a really nice Hannah Miller uh, paper. Um, so I had to make the decision that day. And, well, we all know, I think, how hard it is to yeah. distance ourselves from images, especially when you just took them, because you have the, the, the adrenaline sometimes is still there, like, oh, yeah, this was a really great moment. And I'm, I'm really liking this picture. And then you find out it's not that great, actually. Yeah, because it's the whole experience behind it. But that because it's yeah. your image, it's the moment you were there, you experienced it. But for the viewer, it's completely different. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to sometimes uh, uh, detach yourself yeah. from the moment. And that's why uh, that was really cool. The, the people from the gallery, Click Editions, they uh, happen to know Eric Kim. Okay. And uh, which I think most of the listeners are uh, familiar, familiar with. with. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which, who's, who's a great guy. And um, well, they hooked me up with him because he was actually in Amsterdam during that week, which was a mm -hmm. complete coincidence uh, to do a workshop. And um, I would, uh, well, the first day uh, we met actually, and we had some dinner and I showed him the pictures that I had. And well, we discussed them so he could give advice or I could veto him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to listen to what he was going to proposed which was the image of the day so i showed him like a tight uh, selection already like five six seven images and um yeah the the following days i would send them by email and uh, he would uh, reply with some uh, interesting critiques and usually actually we agreed on the image that was nice so it came yeah it became clear that so uh, you can trust yourself but it's it's tough and sometimes we didn't agree but uh, we came close most of the time so that was uh, yeah, that's that's important to get um, to get some input in that yeah. process uh, from from people you you trust, and um, so ultimately it was your decision at the end, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, indeed. I okay. also, of course, the people from the gallery. I also had looking at it, but mm -hmm. they had, uh, so to say, they, <laughs> I gave them less influence than Eric would have. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, what um, what was the biggest challenge? Would you say? Uh, in, in the project, in the in the day-to-day -day project, was it the I selection? Was, no, I was really afraid that I was going to shoot all the images already on the first two days. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened. I, well, it turned out it was absolutely not the case. I think I was happy to be able to finish it after a week, just because it's it's quite exhausting. It's, it's yeah. yeah, I was really on it all day, but because uh, I would work from. 7.30, in the morning till around 8 in the evening as well. And then go to bed, but still think and dream about <laughs> the sure. pictures of the day. Um, but uh, yeah, every day I would still find new things. And uh, it was really interesting to 
keep on exploring the area and and I was really narrowing my scope so I wasn't uh, becoming close-minded but more aware of what I was looking for and also more able to recognize what it was that was that I was looking for that that I found interesting and could take an interesting picture of maybe for sure now did you set any limitation in the pulse processing like uh, cropping well, I, or anything yeah no cropping but that's that's the a, a, a rule anyway I mean I did some straightening sometimes so yeah. there's a bit of cropping happening there as well and I tried to limit myself to do the, like the basic darkroom stuff okay so I'm not changing colors or erasing stuff from the image it's really just a contrast thing mm -hmm. and uh, oh, yeah I yeah, up the brightness second, a little the five second rule in Lightroom basically that's what I yeah. call it because yeah, that's well, all I spend on any picture yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. I mean, the images that come out of the camera are quite nice, but they are too flat. I, I yeah, want a bit more saturation, a bit more clarity, a bit more black, mm -hmm. black more white, and then and I shoot a little bit underexposed just to make sure I save the colors of the place that I really need. So I have to up the exposure a little bit, and that's that's about it, I think. So yeah, in the in the post processing, uh, not so much. And then the final image that had to be printed, I still had to process it in Photoshop a little bit because I had to stretch it up a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not uh, the images weren't large enough for the uh, paper size that I chose. So what what was the final size of the print? Uh, in centimeters, uh, yeah. fifty by no, yeah, fifty by seventy five. Okay, so they so were that's quite large. twenty to thirty inch. Am mm -hmm. I right? Something like that. Yikes, I'm not good. See, I've been here for so long. I'm still not, I can't do those conversions. Um, I still think in centimeters, you know, you talk about feet and I'm completely lost after having lived in the U.S. <laughs> for over 20 years. So uh, yeah, I think you can't, it, it's not an easy switch to do. <laughs> anyway, good, you're quite large. So. Yeah, they're quite large for sure. And um, did you, uh, some other questions that come to mind uh, regarding the photo walks. Did you have any all-day rain during that week or not? I mean, we're in Amsterdam. I know it gets wet. Not so yeah, much in July. Yeah. It could get actually really hot. But Even though it's in the middle of the summer, yeah, we get quite a lot of rain still. Yeah. I mean, we can't complain about this year. But uh, there was one day where I arrived completely soaked because I live away a, a few kilometers. So yeah. I had to come by bike. And uh, one day I just came in completely soaked. And I was, yeah, that was not a nice start of the day. Although it was still warm. But it was really heavy raining, and uh, I just uh, I, I waited for a couple of hours, and then it dried up, and uh, there was still some rain, but it wasn't as bad. The week week after actually was much worse, but then I didn't have to go out to take pictures anymore, right. so I was a bit lucky there as well. And but yeah, you have to go anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You uh, you set the rule, and you just have to do it. That's at least that's how strict I was. That well, that's good. No, that's good. And um, and you also wrote in your little write up for Eric's blog. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe setting up rules is a very effective way to boost your creative qualities, but it only works when you change it up. So basically, mix it up. So don't mm -hmm. get stuck in one specific project. Just mix it up. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, I think it's good to challenge yourself in in terms of limitations because then you have to work with what you have at hand. It's like cooking with only a few ingredients and mm -hmm. still make a very interesting, nice meal out of it. But uh, don't keep cooking the same meal all the time. You know, you want to. Uh, it's good to to train yourself and find out what you can do with just a little. Mm -hmm. But um, it's good to also uh, do 
try new things. Different, basically. Yeah, with, yeah, with with also with limitations. Maybe I think it's good to always work with some limitation, mm-hmm. but uh, you want to try new things indeed. So maybe it's just maybe you can stick to the same rules for in uh, generally, but um, uh, change the situation that you're working in or yeah. change. And and you can yeah you can limit yourself to a number of frames a day you can limit yourself to yeah. a focal length to um, one picture a day for so many days I mean some famous photographers have done this for a whole season you know of one limiting themselves literally to one frame a day um, yeah. or you know and, and and of course the 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 365 projects and so forth. So there are many ways that photographers can embark in a, in a personal project. And I think it's all a great learning experience. How, how have you grown? Do you think as a photographer from just that one week, do you see things differently now? Do you shoot differently? Um, yeah, I take more time on a situation to look at what it is that I can take out of it and, I also found out, because I think we all know it, maybe some of us have already lost it, but and that's a good thing, I think. You you think about what others think about mm-hmm. of you when you're taking a picture, because you can do quite strange things when you're taking a picture. I mean, sometimes you're lying on the ground or you're looking. I'm photographing a lot into people's windows. Yeah which gets some strange looks and uh, you have to discuss what you're doing sometimes with people and sometimes they come up to you already agitated and it's really hard to cool down situations like that and you just well I learned to just walk off in that case but also you get a lot of nice conversations but I learned to uh, be more comfortable with the fact that people think what you're doing is not normal (laughs) yeah and uh, just do it anyway because it's you that wants to do it and um, yeah. you, you want to improve yourself you have to lose those kinds of limitations that you put on yourself that's some right, limitations yeah. are not healthy in that <laughs> yeah I mean it's true I mean we do weird things as photographers it, it would actually be very comical to have um, yeah. somebody film us all day <laughs> Absolutely, you know, yeah. without any words, just just the a silent movie of photographers in action would actually be very hilarious. Or seeing us from uh, from above would be very yeah. funny. Um, the things we do, you know, we'll go flat on the ground to get a certain angle, or um, yeah, it's just uh, or or wait for so long for the right moment. And uh, so yeah, I can see for <laughs> non photographers, it's it's a little strange. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, when I'm looking at a certain situation through my viewfinder for for like a few minutes already. I start to feel really awkward about it, and then sometimes I decide to let go of the camera for just a bit and look around, and then yeah. of course something happens at that moment, yeah. and you, you miss your shot. So yeah, it's good to do it anyway because yeah. it's not like you're doing something that's you're not bad. doing anything wrong yeah <laughs> no <laughs> that's right yeah so it, that and i think if you go with that in mind that you're not doing anything wrong whether you're photographing people or like you did here more of a the urban landscape um then y- you don't look so awkward either i think you're just more relaxed um yes, sir. Yeah. yeah for sure so um any any tip oh first how did the exhibit go Oh, that was really nice, actually. Yeah, because well, uh, the 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 day I took the last picture of the day was also the day of the opening, the opening. of the exhibition. So there was, um, yeah, there were quite a few people that showed up. I think around eighty people in in the end came 
and uh, nice. I, I sold a few prints actually. Nice. And it was really nice to be able to take the time to speak to a lot of the people that were coming. I really like it also when I go to exhibitions myself, especially when the opening is there, when the, when the artist is there and you can ask questions yeah. without feeling like you're asking a stupid question. Because I think any question is a good question. It's, I think it's interesting to hear also how others approach what you've been doing. And sometimes people didn't know anything about the project I had been doing. So I had to explain it a little bit. And it was also nice to hear what they were thinking of it without them knowing exactly what you'd been doing. Yeah, it's always and interesting. And I haven't had an exhibit in a few years for lack of time. And I, I'm, you may actually, you make me want to exhibit my work again because I, I also love listening to people who don't know you're the artist uh-huh. <laughs> and listening to their comment on your work um, yeah. kind of, you know, uh, discreetly and uh, without them knowing that you actually took that photograph. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah, that's really nice. Also, uh, yeah, that reminds me of something slightly different. A few years ago, I had an exhibition opening at the same gallery, actually. And it was the end of the night, and we've had a few beers, and a good friend of mine was also there, and there was someone who wanted to ask me again, but I was so tired. So I told him, pretend to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so he started talking about my work to them, and I got to listen to it, which was kind of funny but yeah, uh, yeah funny. that's I mean it's a different thing but it's uh, it just reminded me of that yeah thing. it's it's good yeah I really um it's but I think about... if it's an exhibition or not that doesn't matter so much it's nice yeah. to show to be able to show your work and and to get it out there and to have people look at yeah. it and uh, yeah well like I said in the beginning I hope to change people's way of looking at their uh, environment the environment mm-hmm. that they're in every day and I hope they maybe look at it in a slightly different way and, and, and enjoy it even more. Mm-hmm. And so are you planning on taking this project to other cities? Yeah, definitely. That's what I would really like to do. It's, uh, I start, so I did it this time. I did it in a, a, what is a familiar area for mm-hmm. me, which made it interesting as well because it's... Well, I started this project because I noticed when I went to cities for a one or two days, so you have a limited amount of time already, you get quite productive. And mm-hmm. and also the 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 hit rate, so to say, the, the signal to noise rate was quite high. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I that's why I started this project and to have an opportunity to go to different cities and do a similar project to to photograph for a week and then have an exhibition afterwards okay so but to do it in a, in a familiar area was also, of course it's it's good as a pilot to see if the project yeah. works but it's also tough because uh well you, you, you are not as surprised by the area you exactly you have to to really look at it through fresh eyes which is yeah, good absolutely. but yeah. also part of the challenge for sure yeah Definitely. so what what uh what major cities are you hoping to to reach next well, I would like to start out in, in Europe, of course, because sure. it's 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 easier for me to go to. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've I've never been to North America, okay. and I would love to to see the bigger cities in North America, not just uh, the USA, but also Canada. Would really, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, would really be nice for me to go someday, as long as it's an urban environment, which yeah. somehow works best for me. Yeah. I think it's the architecture and the amount of people and the amount of glass yeah, <laughs> and the lack of glass cleaners. It's also very important to me. I like it when a window is a little bit dirty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, what I'm really attracted to. So I would love to go to the North Americas. Yeah, definitely. Good. It's, well, hey, yeah. we'd love to see you here in, uh, in some of our big cities. I mean, definitely... Um, 
It's uh, see, I I live in the states, so of course, going back home to Europe for me is a treat, and I, I, I don't miss an opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. but but you know, there are cities here. Like, I mean, I I'll never get tired of New York City, for example. I completely fell in love with it. Um, and and there are other cities I I feel very strongly about. Uh, but yeah, and you find a distinctive um, there's a distinctive feel to each American cities, although they're in the same country but the the there's you know there's something different there's a different vibe so i think you would mm-hmm. probably enjoy that a lot and lots of glass yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you would like that <laughs> that's what i need that's right awesome yeah. so um any any last tip you'd like to give any photographer out there who is thinking of starting a project because this is still new for a lot mm-hmm. of people you know and and it's a bit overwhelming it seems like everything has been done but Obviously not. I mean, look at your project. It's quite unique. I had never heard of a seven-day project like that with limited uh, radius and, and, you know, printing every day and so forth. So there are, there are projects. And, it, and it's okay if it's already been done, too, because yeah, nobody's gonna, ever going to do the same thing. Anyways, we all have our, our own vision. Um, but any, any tips? That you'd like yeah, to actually, get? I've been thinking about this before we started the interview, and I, I just made a few notes. And I think there's a, there's a few things that that are good to think about with, that you can do before you start or how to plan a project. And I think the first thing to do is to set a challenge, so to figure out what it is that you want to improve, what mm-hmm. it, what you want to take out of the project. It can be anything. I mean, it can be approaching strangers if you're taking pictures of people a lot, but also working on your composition skills or working with the light that's available and those kinds of things. That's one thing that you can think about. And then, of course, plan when it will take place. So make sure that you have set the date and how long it will take as well. So Mm -hmm. make sure not just when to start and to feel how long it is, but also to know when it's finished. So that can be a moment in time, of course. So you can say, okay, I'm going to do this for a week or for a month or for a whole year or well, whatever you feel like for the duration of your holidays or whatever. But it can also be like a set number of photos that you picked. Like maybe you say beforehand, I need to take 24 pictures that, well, not in total, but like I have to have a selection of 24 pictures and then the project's over. That's also a possibility to do it, I think. Um, and then what I did, but that was because I think that also works well because it was a shorter project to cancel all other uh, activities that you normally have for the duration of the project. So I, I, I like to uh, go out and do some sports. I didn't do any sports during the week. I even prepared most of my meals and put them in the freezer so I could just uh, take them when I got home. And well, I didn't do much other things but my photography and the, the editing and the 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 preparation of the exhibition during that week so that's that's maybe that's quite uh an extreme form of dedication but for a week that's manageable yeah for a week i can see a week or a weekend most people could probably exactly. do that yeah if it's a six month long project uh, i don't think that'd be feasible be <laughs> <laughs> you may lose some friends and family yeah exactly and your uh, job <laughs> <laughs> no and what i really liked in my case is to have a workspace that you can actually leave so i could go out there and say, okay, now I'm not surrounded by the photos. I go to bed. And even though it's still happening in my head, I can go out of it. You know, you don't have yeah. to be there. So it's, and it, in, in my case, it was not in my house. So it was a workspace, was a different uh, location. I think that's, that can be, of, uh, can be beneficial. So if that's a possibility for you, and that also 
if if you uh, decide to have a workspace where you would like to work from, that involves other people maybe to to arrange that. And I think that's a healthy thing to do, to involve other people. So you make a commitment to someone else, and that can really set the the bar a little bit higher. And it's an extra reason to persist. Yeah. I think that's that's a very good way to to push yourself a little bit more because sometimes it gets tough, and you may want to say, okay, I'm going to stop this thing. But then there's other people counting on you finishing this. And uh, yeah, you have to go uh, keep going. And uh, that's right. I think that's, that's good to do. Um, yeah, and then have some people to discuss your project with also while you're at it. So I think it's very good to have people to look at what you've produced and to help them see what you have been... Uh, help, no, they can help you... Uh, they can help you see better what you've been doing during mm -hmm. the project. And it's easier for you to figure out if you're getting closer to what you were actually out uh, to get from it. And then, yeah, for me, it worked really well to have um, a place to show the end result. Sure. And that can be anywhere. I mean, it can be um, uh, a physical space like I had. So I, had, I also had the luck that people wanted to sponsor the project and print it on a very nice kind of paper on a high quality kind of print. But it can also be an online space. It can be a blog or mm -hmm. it can be a little book that you're making or a magazine or there's maybe it's even a presentation that you're doing at the photo club that you're going to every now and then or maybe just friends, but something extra than just you doing it and keeping it to yourself. And then sharing online, I would also take care of that a little bit because you may uh, become a bit too... Uh, um, too much focused on the comments and the mm -hmm. likes that you get. And I don't think it's about that. It's really about you getting to the goal that you've set out yeah. beginning of your project. For sure. And, and the best thing I think to do is yeah. to, when, once you planned it, live up to it. Think mm -hmm. about it all the time and really imagine yourself doing it. So, so you get really excited about it. And then when the moment's there to f start doing it, you're really extra uh, focused and have some more energy to really get into it. Yeah. For sure. And it doesn't have to be in the, like, I, people know me as a street photographer, but I, I don't only shoot street. And I have an ongoing project, uh, which is a weekly ordinary objects, a beautiful challenge where I'll pick any mm -hmm. ordinary object. It could be the basement stairway or um, a reflection on my window, or it could be anywhere in the world I happen to be that week. And I pick one image. I usually only shoot You know, I, I shoot a few, but uh, some, some weeks I only get that one shot and that's the one I'll use. And I'll post it every week on, on a, a gallery in my website. And, uh, and I just love seeing the whole series. Right now I'm at week, I don't know, 45 or something. And, uh, and then you look back and um, it's, your, it's your year in a, a, in, in a picture, really. You know, all the places uh. you've seen. And, and it's really great to look back on. And you can do several projects at the same time, too. I can have this weekly project doing this and then uh, uh, working on another project in street photography, for example. So you can definitely... Uh, but it keeps it... It keeps it fun. It spices yes. up your photography for sure, and 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 it, you keep raising your bar, the bar. I think by doing those, you you make it more and more challenging for yourself. Yeah, I think that's the best two things that you can do with your photography, and yeah. I think having fun is a very very important thing to do because there's so many other things 
you have to do anyway that you may not like that much. Let For photography sure. be something that you really like to do. And even if you're the subject that you're photographing may not be the most fun thing at that moment because it's something really hard. Maybe you're photographing people living on the streets and, and it doesn't make you that happy. But you should have fun in the, in the sense that you feel like there's more to it than just um, taking a nice picture and you're actually uh, conveying a message with mm -hmm. what you're doing and you're trying to give people a different view on reality and there should be the fun and maybe then the word fun is not the right word but there should be the that extra push for you push, to keep yep. going e exactly yeah. well thank you so much this was really fun because uh i'm i'm always looking for new project ideas i uh although i don't know where i find the time but since i'm always out with my camera <laughs> i'm never <laughs> anywhere without it i should say uh it's with me whether it's my phone or or my real camera uh i see life And, you know, through my viewfinder, I mean, this is how I experience it. So uh, working on, on projects is, is always a fun thing to do. And, and I feel like we never stop learning as photographers for as long as we live, or at least as long as we click the, sh the shutter. And, um, and, and we keep growing. And I think that's what makes it so, so exciting, really. So, so where can people see more of your work? Well, I have my website at martenrots.nl or .com actually also gets you there. Okay. Will, is, you, uh, will you spell the name because in case people out there are not yeah. taking notes so or they're not uh, looking at the blog post? <laughs> I get that. Yeah, it's uh, M-A-A-R-T-E-N-R-O-T-S.nl. Okay. So that's my website, martenrots.nl. Um, but I'm also, uh, I recently started publishing my own uh, photography magazine with my own uh, work in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called March and Rock. And uh, I'm about to start uh, printing the second uh, issue. Oh, so it's an actual uh, print magazine. Yeah, it's a print magazine. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, A5 size. So that's like half a US letter, more or okay. less. I think if you fold the U.S. letter piece of paper, that's that's around the size okay. of the, the magazine. Full color, uh, 24 pages. And, um, well, you could, it's for sale, but uh, as a special thing uh, for, uh, for, the, for, the, for the podcast, I would like to, uh, to give away the, a copy of the, of the next issue. Great. Which is set to come out later this month. Um, and it's, uh, well, I would like to, because uh, two weeks from now, Um, I'm gonna. Um, and we're recording well, this mid-August, which will right, air in yeah. September. Exactly. I'm sorry about that. So um, for two weeks, you have the possibility to sign up to the newsletter that I. Uh, well, there's a, if you go to the contact uh, section of my website, you can just uh, fill in your details, and you'll be signed up to my newsletter. And from all the people that signed up to the newsletter, uh, I will pick one just randomly, and uh, I will send you a copy of the of the magazine. Where, It's, uh, wherever they are in the world. Wherever they are in the world, okay. I will uh, I will cover all the costs to get it to you. And, Great. Uh, well, thank thank you, and I will definitely put the the links on the on the show notes if people want to check out. Well, first people will have to go look at the show notes because they'll have to see your seven images from your from your project for sure, and which I will put in a gallery, and um, and then I'll put the links to to your your website so they can uh, they can sign up and check out the magazine. So that's that will be the second one you're printing, right? Yeah, that's going to be the second one. And, uh, well, it's a quarterly magazine, so there will be four each. 
each year and uh, you can sign up for a single image if you want to buy them or you can have a, a subscription for a year and uh, right. but of course i'm giving away one now so go to my website and uh, sign up. add yourself to the newsletter yeah great well thank you so much and uh, your next project anything new or just carrying on this one to other city that's going to be your main goal That's definitely one of the main goals, and uh, I'm always working on the magazine as well. I usually have around three, four different issues in the making, and then one of them never makes it. But uh, that's part of the, <laughs> of the whole project, of course. You you keep on editing, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm always working on. So I'm always out to shoot new, interesting images and uh, make a, make up for a new uh, magazine. So that's always something I'm working on as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Martin, for uh, coming on the show. I wish you best of luck. And I look forward to seeing the next series of images from another large city. Thank you very much, Valerie. It was my pleasure. It was really nice talking to you. And um, well, anyone, if you ever uh, want to know anything else about uh, the project I've been doing, feel free to contact me. Awesome. And of course, if you have a place for me to work uh, in a new city, I'm always open for that as well. So. Okay, sounds good. The message is out there. Thank yes. you. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And if you want to see what's happening in my world, All links available on my website at www.valeriejardinphotography.com. That's V-A-L-E-R-I-E-J-A-R-D-I-N photography.com, all in one word. Share the love and tell all your friends about the show. Thank you so much. And my name is Valérie Jardin. You've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.